This call is being recorded. Good morning. Good morning, team. Thank you so much for for jumping on the call. I appreciate it. Um, you will hear me say from time to time that uh, I am a huge fan of setting expectations for everyone. Okay, and Take Flight is basically built on setting expectations for you on how the world of real estate brokerage works. Right. So my goal has always been that I want to prevent as many real estate heart attacks as possible. When you have one, it's too late and it requires a major refocus and pivot to get your business to where it needs to be. So I want to set some expectations with you today based on what I am seeing in our market. So you can better go back and set expectations um, in the individual markets that you serve right? Every, everybody is in a hyper-local market. You may sell in Chicago, but your individual market is hyper-local, right? So 2021 is shaping up to be a year, depending on the market you serve, one that could be a record breaker for many of you. Demand will be incredibly strong, okay? If inventory levels cooperate, your production levels will be strong as well. Now, I broke this call down into three parts, predictions, reminders, and strategies. So when it comes to predictions, team, I just know that I am not an economist. I cannot predict anything. I'm not a financial advisor. I just have been in the market for 23 plus years. I'm a student of real estate brokerage, almost to a fault. Like I need to, you know, probably have a few more things into my life. But last year when things got crazy in March and April, I, I really felt that the world would stress test their lives and real estate would benefit from what we were going through. And I, that turned out to be accurate. Um, I've been through three or four real estate cycles, booms and busts. Um, the 20, like I said, the 2021 real estate market, in my opinion, will be unlike anything that we've seen. $5 trillion of stimulus will or has hit the economy in less than 12 months, which will propel spending on all products and services. Real estate and real estate industries and the real estate industry and anything that goes with that industry will be winners, okay? Think about that, $5 trillion of stimulus. <clears throat> Incredible. So number one, here's my predictions. Inventories in second home and suburban markets will be less, less than one month consistently, especially under the $1 million mark. Anything under one month in inventory, that means you got multiple offers on everything. You know, things are selling, you know, uh, you know are going to be selling uh, in multiple offers and quickly. High net worth individuals will look to take some cash out of equity markets and put into hard assets, which is real estate and precious metals, as part of the diversification of their assets, okay? Number three, people that have moved out of the city during the pandemic for more space will start to mi migrate back to urban environments for that fast-paced lifestyle. Team, that was me. I can't do any more time in Michigan. I can do two or three days at a time, but I have to have that fast-paced Lifestyle, my youngest daughter is the same way. She can hardly sleep over there. It's so quiet. Um, so you're going to start seeing those that want that lifestyle start to migrate back. Number four, 30 to 40% of society hasn't even ventured out because of safety concerns 
but they still have stress tested their lives and know that they need and want to move. Okay. That group will enter an incredibly difficult market on the buy side for their move. Their current home, if desirable, will sell quickly, making it really difficult for move up buyers. I'm going to talk about strategy in that area in a minute. Here's where I want to set expectations. A large portion of transactions will be difficult because there's going to be a lot of stress on it. Just mentally prepare for it. Honestly, that's why we get paid. That's why our business is still viable because it's the relationships. It's the human element that you just cannot um, outsource to technology. Okay. Um, Chicago downtown will start to hit the radars of those that plan to live a dual geographic lifestyle post pandemic and want a city to be a part of for that lifestyle cost per square foot for a world-class city like Chicago is two to three to four times less than other major markets and mid markets. New York City and San Francisco have become difficult and quite expensive to live in. Those markets will bounce back for sure, but downtown Chicago is on sale currently and has a real opportunity to gain traction as a second home market, not primary, meaning people will come here for the steakhouses, for the, for the sports, for the nightlife, for all of that, but they won't live here as their primary residence, okay? Um, if they want a city lifestyle, Chicago is on sale. Number seven, as the pandemic lifts, the momentum will start to switch back to entertainment, dining, and travel. Real estate will not be the clear main driver like it is now. So keep an eye on that 2021 fall market. It may not be as robust as 2020. Your focus should be on spring and summer, okay? So whatever your goal was for 2021, try to hit it by October 1st. Why am I saying that? Because I think there's so much pent-up demand to go out to eat and to travel um, for the majority of us that that will be where we're going to put our focus and our desires to get out of town and go do something as people get vaccinated, et cetera. Eight, the rental market in the city will rebound quickly this summer as people go back to work in office environments. Again, I can't predict the future of when this is going to be, but I'm just going off of the what you hear on you know different news outlets many in the younger population went home to live with parents to save money and avoid paying for a large expensive storage unit okay that's how the millennials looked at it if i can't live there i'm just going to go home and live with mom and dad or live with friends we've seen some people like do uh go and stay in resort environments in big houses with groups that's the that's really rare, but at some point when those offices open back up, people are going to have to move back to the city, and that rental market will rebound. Um, and so will the housing market will in some of these condominium projects and buildings will improve because people will move back. All right, number nine, there will be a continued pressure on inventory as stress testing will start to wear on a percentage of familial relationships. That's a very kind way of saying there's going to be an increased amount of divorces because of this, okay? And partnerships that don't last, just human nature. Um, 
And as things, you know, start to play out, that's going to happen, which means there'll be multiple homes that people will need for a family, right? And sad as that is. Um, number 10, it will be difficult to build for builders to build because the cost of constructions and materials continue to rise. I've heard as much as 15%, 15% increase in materials right now. The zoning demands in many big cities are also becoming tougher. The numbers just will not work for most projects. The smaller, lower-priced product will be almost impossible to build. Memories of 2008 are still etched in the minds of many developers. Fact is, we are just not building enough mid-priced mid properties. But contractors will adapt. They will move to rehab value the, the to a rehab value add model to supplement their core strategies. It might end up being their core strategy is to do rehab work. Okay, um, more on that here in a minute. All right, now I'm going to talk about reminders. Okay, reminders. You are a real estate broker, not a real estate order taker. Big difference requires a different and upgraded strategies in an active market like we will see this year. You're going to have to go find properties. You're going to have to go find off-market properties for your buyers. Okay? An order taker just waits for it to hit on hit the MLS and then go show the property and put a contract in. Well, guess what? You and everybody else are going to be doing the same thing. You have to be a broker this year, not an order taker. In 2021, your time will be your biggest asset. Let me say that again. Your time will be your biggest asset. Look at your time like money. Invest it wisely into the right opportunities. If it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. With inventory so tight in most hyper-local markets, listings are everything right now. To get listings, you need to have a strong network of past clients that know you, like you, and trust you. For those that you have followed the take flight and ninja selling principles over the years, you will benefit greatly from those relationships you've fostered and created. You have to carve out time to touch at least three to five of your sphere and past clients each day to maintain that momentum. Again, relationships have never been more important. Real estate brokerage, this is number four, real estate brokerage is seasonal and cyclical. You are in the mode of transacting right now. Your level of self-development processes, marketing, and personal branding that you created will support you at the level that you created them. Let me say that again. You are in transaction, transaction mode right now transacting with those clients that you've built those relationships with, that's what you're going to be doing for the next six months. It's going to be very difficult to put a ton of time into building right now unless you don't have the relationships in place. So you may be in building mode, okay? But if you've got a healthy, mature business, you need to transact. Meaning when I say that, I want you to look at it negatively negatively transacting is helping those clients that know you like you and trust you and placing them in their home that they want to be in. Okay. 
It's seasonal and cyclical. Number five, maintaining a strong feedback and communication loop with your current and active clients um, will be so important during this time. You need to be their rock during a difficult and stressful time. Yes, selling a home is difficult for your clients. Don't forget that. I love agents that go and sell their home, right? And they're like, oh my gosh, I, now I remember why I hate to move and what, how stressed you were when you had to sell your home and move. Guess what? Every one of your clients is dealing with the same thing and you cannot expect them not to be stressed. You, knowing the business, are still stressed, even despite having the expect expectations of knowing what it's like. So you need to be their rock. Buyers and sellers, if left to negotiate themselves, most likely will have a difficult time getting the transaction over the finish line. I've seen so many deals where I've heard that uh, one of our agents has been cut out of a deal for whatever reason. And the person comes back to them and says, yeah, we just, that deal fell apart. You know, this is where the buyer and seller were trying to talk to each other. Too much ego involved in, in transactions. It takes real estate brokers to be the filters of the communication. I've never been more confident in the trajectory of the real estate brokerage industry. Okay. You guys are the filters that allow buyers and sellers to get across the finish line. If you are showing an off-market property, make sure you have a compensation um, agreed upon. Make sure they have the compensation agreed upon before showing via a letter from the other broker's manager or in the form of a commission agreement. Make sure, hey, listen, we don't do this for our health, right? Sometimes we don't even like to talk about the money. But it's our, it's our job. It's our career. And yes, if you are showing an off-market property, you need to make sure the compensation is advertised somewhere on the MLS or it is you have it locked down before you show the property to a buyer or seller, okay? In the form of a commission agreement or if it's not yet listed, um, a note from the other office that you will get paid a certain commission, okay? Number eight, rental fraud is at an all-time high. Intense background checks are necessary. Be incredibly careful renting anything sight unseen. I get a 911 call from an agent on Friday night. The person um, wanted had never had never seen the property. Um, they they went through and got all of their. They had fake um, documents. They had fake um, um, employee. Uh, verification lines, very, very, um, uh, this, and this is a person that we have that is, that does a lot of rentals. It was a very sophisticated fraud situation. When the, our agent said, no, I need to meet you at the property with a cashier's check for your first month's rent and your security deposit. I will, we will not take a wire. The person disappeared. All their phone numbers stopped working and um, they disappeared. That person would have sent a wire, they would have had that property because it would have consummated the deal. Tons of fraud. I really, really highly recommend 
that if you are renting properties right now, that the, the people that are, are renting see the property because there's some serious fraud going on right now. And once you, once they get into the property, it's, it's very, very difficult to evict. Okay. So you're going to have to be on your toes, um, seeing it all the time. Number nine, if you are visiting a property and your client will not be on site, i.e. you're previewing it or you're doing a virtual showing, please make sure that the listing agent knows that up front. Because when you show up by yourself, they then have to go back to their seller and say that the person was, the buyer didn't actually see it. And that needs to be explained up front and they need to approve that up front. Okay. It's just common courtesy. Number 10, be a pro. Treat your fellow brokers like you want to be treated. Even if you feel like it isn't always reciprocated, your reputation will win you multiple offers just because of your reputation, just because of the brand you are with. Yes, your reputation will be the reason that you win multiple offers. And when you are the listing agent, I know you look at who can get this property across the finish line. And your reputation is everything right now. Also, I want to remind you to be careful while showing properties. If something feels off as a showing is requested, pivot or call me. Your spider tinglies, your intuition will tell you whether or not a showing is legit and you could be in danger. Okay? Just if you have any questions, call me. Number 12. And my last reminder, don't forget to power down occasionally. Your body will need it to get through the next eight to 10 months. Sometimes when you power down, you are doing yourself way more good than not powering down. Okay. You guys ready for strategies? This is a little different than my normal call, right? Hopefully you're enjoying it. Number one strategy, number one strategy, choose your clients wisely. Interview them as much as they interview you. You need to make sure you are focused on those that are serious about selling and those that are serious about buying. This is not a time for your clients to quote unquote, test the market for a deal. Depending on your relationship with a client, the smart thing to do is to really evaluate these situations. And you may have to walk away from what you might perceive in the moment as an opportunity. An overpriced listing is worse than no listing at all. You need to firmly communicate this to avoid wasting their time as much as wasting yours. You should be closing 90% of the opportunities you engage Nine zero in this market. Ninety percent. Two, the downtown city market is the pricing is down ten to fifteen percent. Price accordingly, or have your clients wait the pandemic out and list next year. Now is not the time to list if they are not serious about this reality. 10 to 
Chicago downtown is on sale. Number three, you will need to get creative to find properties for your buyers. In some markets, they will not even make it to the MLS. Okay. Here's a, an option for you. Build in a home purchase contingency into your listings where your clients are move up buyers. If you got multiple offers on a listing, just say, listen, I'm, one thing that's important is I need to build in a contingency so my family, my client can go find another, another property. Is that something, are you willing to wait? And if buyers have flexibility, they might be willing to wait. Okay, so put in a home purchase contingency, just like you would put a home sale contingency in on a listing, put a home purchase contingency in on your listings to tell the, the buyer that you're going to go out there and actively shop, but I need to, we need to get them a property under contract before we can fully move forward with your deal. You guys like that one, don't you? Number five, educate your clients on your value. Make sure you tighten up your pitch on why they are using you. Okay? You are a professional. You are not an order taker. Number six, if your business has a land acquisition component, start adding a value add component. The, re the rebirth of our urban environments and housing inventory will rely heavily on a freshening up, in quotes, of what is already there. Most buyers do not have the patience for a project. They want move-in ready. So something's got to give. Somebody's got to provide move-in ready. Either your sellers have to provide move-in ready, or you have, if, you have buy, if you have developers, they need to provide move-in ready. In a multiple offer situation, it's not always priced that that will carry the most weight. Can the buyer, the broker, the lender, and the transaction team get it across the finish line? Your reputation has never been more important. We talked about this earlier. Bring this element into your multiple offer selection process. Set the expectations with your client upfront that it's not always price. Tell them this upfront before you even list the home. This is what's gonna happen, Mr. and Mrs. Seller. We may not go for price. If I don't know the broker, if they can't be vetted, if we don't feel, because there are brokers out there just throwing it in, lobbing in deals. And we're seeing more and more uh, poor, poor uh, you know, performance by brokers in, in every market. Number eight, you've heard me talk about this at nauseum, but you must have a morning ritual to plan your day and stay on top of your current inventory. If you don't, you will be playing on defense and things will fall through the cracks and you will lose money and business. I'm not going to pound on that one, but you know what I'm talking about. You got to play on offense and to play on offense, you got to get up before everybody else does in the story. Number nine, inventory management will be key. Keep having market and pricing discussions as necessary with your clients. Hope will not get it done in this market. On-target pricing will. Number 10. I'm almost done, guys. Number 10. The phone is your friend, not your enemy. Pick up the dang phone and call your clients. Call your past clients. Send videos. Send text messages. Whatever it is, This you have to build it into your daily routine 
or they will, you will drive down the street and see a sign in a yard of a home that you thought you were going to sell at some point. Number 11, get your calendar out and schedule two to three day getaways appropriately spaced out. Identify a partner that can watch your business while you're away and you'll watch their business while they are away. Some of you have team environments. That's great. But I'm telling you, friends, you've got to power down and, and build it in because you will hate your business. You will hate your life by about May if you don't. Newer agents. This is where you build your reputations. Find experienced top brokers that need your help. You have what they don't have. You have time. Experienced brokers with a mature business do not have time. They are looking for every little ounce of help they can get. There's one way to learn this business and it's on the job. I wish it was easier. I wish I could send you to a class and teach you how to run this business. But the only way you can learn it is taking reps in the field, showing properties, talking to real people looking for real properties. Okay. Now team, my strategy as your manager and leader during this time is to be air traffic control. Okay. During the week and on the weekends. Okay. If you're out hustling, I'm going to be out hustling too. Okay. As you know me, I am not a nine to fiver. I can't not remember the last time I worked nine to five. Okay. There will be questions that you think will bother me or you don't want to bother me because you have questions, thoughts, concerns, challenges. That is like fingernails on a chalkboard when I hear it. Pick up the phone right now, add me as a favorite, and call me when you need me. I'm rooting for you and supporting you to make 2021 your best year yet. Team, thank you for jumping on the call today. Hopefully this was helpful. I will talk to you soon.